listening to Living in Alignment podcast, the show that brings you deep and conscious conversations to live and grow in rhythm to your natural state. I'm your host, Rada Khalifi. Today, I have guest Parita Shah, and we are going to talk about everything you need to know about emotional blockage, sacral chakra, and walk towards healing and balancing through Reiki. Parita Shah is a Reiki practitioner and energy healer. And what I love about Parita is her embodiment of healing presence, just speaking with her and her amazing ability to read my energy. So thank you for being here. I will let Parita introduce herself. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me on the podcast. Uh, yes, I am an energy healer, Reiki practitioner, and I was drawn into this work several years ago through my own healing journey and of mind and body. And uh, I've been very much interested in seeing the relationship between the two and how we can bring the two into balance. So currently, I do some one-on-one sessions, some Reiki trainings. Um, the sessions are both distant and uh, in person. And I'm very much interested in, in helping people to synchronize their mind and body. Yeah. Perita, what makes you passionate about this like healing, uh, energy healing path and, and, you know? Yeah. So it's, um, like I said, my healing journey with celiac disease. And mm-hmm. I was uh, diagnosed with celiac disease about 10 years ago. And I um, uh, lived a very healthy life up until that point and pretty much took my health for granted. And very quickly, I started to see my health deteriorate. And um, for several months, I couldn't figure out what it was that was making me sick. And I really wish I had a strong sense of intuition at that point to help me um, have a compass and, and help me determine which way to go. And um, since then, I I had a pretty slow recovery. Um, Even though I gave up gluten right away, um, my body didn't instantaneously heal. And it it was um, a really big lesson on patience and perseverance and also just learning to trust my body and learning to um, read the different signals that it gives me. And so I had many different symptoms come up since then and, um, you know, autoimmune issues and inflammation definitely can be a cycle where it leads to other health issues. And then, you know, the stress of that was leading to more issues. So I, I was looking for a way to de-stress uh, several years into my health journey because I knew that I, if I learned to de-stress, then that would only support my healing process. And so that's how I found Reiki and meditation. It was about five years ago. And um, that, that learning has definitely helped me to tune into my emotions and process them, to learn from them, and then release the ones that just aren't serving me. And as I began this journey, um, I also learned how to practice Reiki and tune into my energetic fields so now I can be aware of how my environment and how the people around me are influencing my energy field and um, it's very empowering because you can learn how to 
um, strengthen yourself so that you're not picking up on everyone's energy and you're not um, bombarded by the energy of the space. So um, that's been a very uh, powerful learning for me. And over the years, I, I started to practice on family and friends and then clients. And I never realized that Reiki can be a part of my purpose until a few years into the journey. And um, it's been really fulfilling to see how, how much it can help other people. Um, and so that, that's what's inspired me to continue showing up and to continue sharing this with other people. I want you to take us to like um, understand more about like beneath this health issues, uh, beneath the stress, understand more about the emotions that uh, somehow lead to health issues. Like we all have aspects of our life which move um, without an effort and other areas that stagnate somehow. So I, I know from my own experience and working with clients that one of the causes that it might be hard for us to move forward or to heal is in certain areas is the emotional blocks. And uh, so could you tell us more from your experience and from your clients, how emotional blockage or how, how do they originate? Yeah, um, you explained it very well. And so, so uh, emotional blockages um, usually come from um, programming that we've been taught. It's um, just like computers have coding. We also are constantly receiving information through our eyes, through our ears. And um, based on everything that we experience in life, we are receiving information and processing it. And a lot of times it happens automatically. Our subconscious is doing that for us. And um, that programming comes in from our parents, from the media and you know everything that we see online or in magazines in mm -hmm. on TV um, everything that we see in society like in the news and you know how people are treated um, whatever whatever is going on in our environment growing up and um, also culture there's um, culture cultural shifts from place to place and also um, time to time that are changing that really influence us and teach us like who we are and how, how we should behave. And sometimes this can add pressure on us. It can create expectations. And these are some of the, the issues that, that can leave us feeling very conflicted internally. Um, so emotional blockages can stem from um, things that weren't processed. Perhaps mm. you were um, taught as a child that, you know, men don't cry or, you know, um, you can't show emotions because it's a sign of weakness. And so we've, we've learned at a young age to suppress emotions in a lot of cultures and a lot of um, families and um, because there just isn't space for everyone to, um, to, to express themselves in certain environments if we just haven't been taught emotional intelligence. And so it helps to um, begin to decondition the mind and, and uh, start to 
teach ourselves like how can we show up for our own emotions and listen to them without feeling completely overwhelmed at all times mm -hmm. and um, so the emotional blockages stem from uh, you know all that we've been taught in childhood and then all the pressures that we're feeling right now from perhaps like media, culture, society, and, um, and even like ancestral healing. Mm -hmm. There is a lot that we inherit in, in our DNA from our ancestors and um, what they've gone through. And a lot of us are feeling their pain because we haven't, um, we haven't tuned into it. <clears throat> Yeah. And, you know, like, I'm, I'm intrigued to ask this question, like, what is the healthy way to process emotions, right? I mean, it's not like wrong to feel, but we feel like the challenge is that we, we take these emotions and don't know what to do with it, as you just mentioned, in different ways. But before I, I tap into this question, which is so, of course, interesting, uh, can you tell us, like, where is it located in our body? Like, where do these emotions go to uh, in our body, in our chakras? Yeah, so we hold emotions literally in every part of our being and every cell holds um, thoughts and emotions and, and it's just all intertwined with our physical being. So, um, you know, you can look at it as, 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 um, as the mind, body and spirit, but in reality, we also have to be able to look at it as one being. <clears throat> But um, we, we definitely hold um, a lot of emotions in the sacral chakra, which is the second chakra. It's located um, near the hips and the pelvic area. Mm -hmm. And um, that is the chakra where we tend to hold um, ideas about what emotions are, how to process them, how to hold on to them, and, and, and how to navigate emotions. Um, the sacral chakra also holds energy related to our creativity, our passion, um, our masculine and feminine balance. And um, all of that is so um, intimately tied with how we allow our emotions. Uh, because, you know, in a, in a sense, the, if you can process emotions well, then you're probably doing well with creativity. And you also probably have a good balance between the masculine and feminine energies. Uh, so it's very interesting to see mm -hmm. how those all um, intertwine. Yeah. And um, so, so the sacral chakra is the orange chakra. Um, chakras are spinning vortexes of energy that um, aren't visible to the human eye but they are a part of our subtle body and they basically extend um, out of the body. So it's like in your body, but also around your body and a part of your energetic field. And they hold um, all of the thoughts, the emotions, the memories and experiences relating back to your childhood up until this moment. So it's like um, an accumulation of energy from all that you've ever experienced. And um, for anyone that's, that, that might be new to this concept, I just mm -hmm. wanna add that um, we can balance the chakras and harmonize them so that the, the vortex is spinning at a healthy rate. And when that vortex is spinning too fast, the chakra can be in excess 
um, when it's spinning too slow, that, that, that chakra can also be deficient. Mm-hmm. And um, these are things that take us out of our balance that can cause physical health issues. Um, it can cause um, issues in our relationships or career um, it, it basically manifests in every area of our life because we, that is our blueprint. Mm-hmm. Our emotions, um, if not processed, they are actually get blocked and uh, got locked in our second chakra. And, and the, the unprocessed emotions or the emotional blocks can be an excess or can be a lack somehow. Is that what you were saying? Yeah, so the energy of the chakra can become um, um, in excess or deficient, mm-hmm. and but that is determined by how we process emotions. Mm-hmm. So, so I think let's talk about like, what does it mean to process emotions? Because like, I know from my clients, they say like, we cannot talk about emotions, like we're hurt others. So what is a healthy way to process our emotions? Um, other than like, I know we can use Reiki for it, and we're going to go into that. Uh, but what does that mean? A healthy processing of our emotions? Yeah, so I think the first step is um, leaning into the idea that our emotions are not um, necessarily positive or negative. They're just like messengers and they just give us information. The emotions are really just giving our body and our brain a message that, hey, um, if you're feeling anxious, then maybe something is off. Or if you're feeling happy and in the flow, then maybe something in this environment or something that you're doing is really working for you. And um, so, so, or maybe if you're feeling sadness and grief, it's, it's just um, telling you that, hey, um, there was a change here and, and we need to just take a look at it and see what the message is over here. So I would say the first step is just realizing that um, emotions are just a place for us to learn and um, there's space for us to feel all of the highs and the lows and everything in between without um, completely um, losing control and um, so we don't have to judge ourselves for, for how we're feeling and we don't have to rush the healing like uh, a lot of times when we're feeling anxious we want to um, just soothe ourselves we want to quickly lean out of the feeling and and feel better but um, emotional intelligence is about letting yourself be there while you're there for a period of time and just knowing that you know this too will pass but while I'm here let me take a look at what's causing this anxiousness and mm-hmm. um, how can I nourish my mind and body? Is there mm-hmm. something that my body needs um, that is um, causing like that can help me to heal the body and so that I won't be feeling anxious? Like for example, is this related to any food or supplement or is this um, relating to a relationship that I'm in that's not serving me? And um so it just gives us an opportunity to uh, look at all of these different um, lessons that are out there for us. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
So yeah, as you said, like emotions are just messengers and we cannot label them as good and bad. It just, our, our, um, you know, like our job is to decode the, the emotions and know what's going on for us. I always use like, what am I really truly hungry for here? You know, uh, and uh, and from that, um, so is there like a process um, we can take our audience to that ways to decode, like talking to a friend or talking to a coach or like ways to process the, those emotions and understand them? Is that something you would like to address, uh, Parita? Yeah, so a lot of times whether you're working for you're you're working with yourself or you're working with family, friends, clients, um, I really try to um, you know, show up with compassion and mm -hmm. really have the space of um, you're here to to listen and to learn, both if you're working with yourself. You, you want to listen more than analyze. And then also mm. if you're working with others, try to like uh, be there just to listen rather than to fix them or to um, <clears throat> change their experience in any way. Um, again, like trying to release judgment is a, is a huge one. Mm. Um, a lot of times we, we're judging ourselves for how we feel and what we've done and you know how we've shown up for ourselves. But these are just added pressures that are making our core feeling even worse. So on top of the anxiousness, we, we sometimes put pressure on ourselves to not feel anxious. And that creates like a storm that just makes it a little bit bigger of an issue than it really is. Um, and then I also find that it's really helpful to um, show up without some expectations and showing up um, with the idea that... Um, I don't have to fix myself or fix this emotion in any period of time. Um, it's just here. And of course, all of these things take a lot of practice and it's not something that we can um, just learn overnight. But over time, the more that we lean into these different qualities like compassion and non-judgmental awareness and um, just being neutral, being the observer and the listener, um, I think, you know, the more helpful it is for ourselves, it's really a practice of self-love. And it's also um, really healthy for our relationships. It's, it's great if you want to have a great relationship with your parents or your kids and uh, with friends as well. Beautiful. I love that. Being, being the observer, the listener, the empathetic, and also the feeler, like, it, like feeling it in, 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 I always ask myself this question, like, where am I feeling this? Which part of my body? And try to address that also to my clients that, that you just said, like, there's no need to fix or analyze, just be the observer, the listener, the feeler, and, and, and compassionate. I love that. So Parita, <laughs> Parita, um, what do you think like the are the common struggles that you see women go through and how do we how do you integrate reiki we're gonna uh, learn more about reiki here to clear those blocks and help them align and move forward from my own experience and from working with clients i, I find that um 
we put a lot of expectations on ourselves and um, we are constantly trying to find this balance between all areas of our life and trying to do more for more people and -hmm. trying to do more for ourselves. And we want to be better people. We want to learn and explore things, but we also want to achieve more for our families and our careers. And, um, we're just like very ambitious, very curious people. And I think that sometimes the, the pressures are that we put on ourselves are the biggest um, blocks that are holding us back. And um, so this is definitely something that I am always working through and um, something that I find clients bringing up a lot as well. Absolutely. I mean, I totally resonate um, and see it also with with women around me and as well as clients. And so I don't know if, like, I'm, I'm always curious, as you, as you know, like, how can we, for people who don't know anything about Reiki, what, how can you explain to them, um, like, give us more information about Reiki to help them clear those blocks or, uh, you know, like express their emotions or process their emotions? Yeah, thank you for asking. Um, Reiki is a form of energy healing that comes from Japan, and it literally means um, spiritually um, guided life force energy. So there's this inner, this concept of life force that's in many different cultures, and it's often called as chi or prana or ki in different cultures. And uh, it's the idea that every part of us is just made up of energy, and also our environment is just made up of energy, and we're just moving molecules even the seemingly dense things like a a desk or a book is really just made up of atoms and molecules that are, that are moving. And um, we can move emotions and thoughts and even, you know, dis-ease or Mm -hmm. um, illnesses based on um, our ability to move the life force. And so, in, in Reiki, basically practitioners use their hands and also their entire body, their um, awareness, their mind, their heart to channel life force um, that, that, that's really coming from everywhere. It's, it's not just coming from up above, but it's also um, the plants, the animals, everything. There is, there is life force all around us and within us. And so we're basically just harmonizing that flow of energy so that the thoughts can flow more easily. The emotions can um, uh, be unblocked because difficult emotions are really just an accumulation of a stagnant energy. And um, so the process of Reiki is, you know, you give yourself this time and space to just be, and you get into a meditative um, uh, state and you know, you're using your hands to bring awareness to different areas of your body. And this just helps us to um, become very still and aware. And that creates a beautiful space for us to um, process these emotions. 
Yeah, we really are incredibly interconnected. And Mm -hmm. so the more that we work on our energetic field and the more that we strengthen the light and love within us, um, I mean, it's always there, it's always strong, but the more that we tap into it, you know, other people around us will feel that and we will uplift others by being that light. Um, So even if um, you feel like, you know, you need to do more to provide for your family or to, um, you know, support the people around you, in reality, by taking 10 or 20 minutes a day to take care of your energy field, you already are strengthening, you know, the, the energy that you bring to your home and to your office and et cetera. Well, that's, that's incredible. That's brilliant. <laughs> this is like one of my biggest takeaway, <laughs> you know, just being, because we are always in, in the doing, we forget totally about our being and how our, our energy can really have a huge impact on us and our surrounding. And, um, you know, just being a mother, my, my daughter is back uh, from New York City. And just sometimes, and, you know, she mentioned something to me yesterday, like, because I went into the mode of trying to do something for her or fix certain situation. And she's just said, Mom, I don't want you to do anything. I just want you to listen to me, to just hold this space. And, and that is the, the huge impact more than we think or we condition that we need to be always, you know, doing something about it. Absolutely. Yeah. She's so intelligent that she, you know, has that awareness and is able to even articulate that because not everyone is able to, um, to know what, what they want from the relationship. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's great that she's able to share that. Yeah. So for people who like are new to this concept of, you know, like expressing emotions, knowing about their chakra and energy healing, what would a daily practice look like to get in touch with their feelings? Where can people start? Uh, absolutely. There's a couple of different ideas that are coming to mind. Um, one is that talk therapy is a great place to start. I know it's intimidating and you might want to look around for a few therapists to find the right person for you. Um, But I do like the idea of working with a professional and not just leaning on family and friends, um, but also having the extra support through um, a qualified and trained practitioner. And um, also, I I really like journaling to become in touch with your emotions and um, maybe just taking um, a little bit of time every day to Uh, write the ideas and the thoughts that are coming to mind without um, censoring them. So just allowing yourself to write freely about anything and everything that is coming to mind. Um, This is a process that really helps me to, um, to release um, all the, the mundane and the little thoughts, the the petty thoughts that, Mm -hmm. you know, can really consume our awareness and, um, but in reality, they're not petty because they, it's, again, it's information. It's telling us what, what matters to us. And uh, I also find that it's, it's just a great way to express how we're feeling without dumping it on someone else. And, mm-hmm. uh, and, and it's always a nice idea to look back and to read and, and to see, 
oh, this is what I was worrying about, or, oh, this is how I actually feel about this relationship, and maybe I should have a conversation with that person. And then lastly, um, I find that meditation is a mm. really good place to become in touch with the emotions. Um, so I, I learned mindfulness, um, meditation, which is often known as zazen, and uh, it's just a process of uh, becoming, you know, first taking uh, some deep breaths and developing awareness of the breath and then settling the body and just like leaning into any sensations that you feel in your body, which is similar to the idea that you, you mentioned earlier. It's like asking yourself, where do I feel this emotion in my body? And, um, and, and then also leaning into emotions and seeing, you know, what's coming up for me today? Where is this coming from? Can I just let myself be with this for now? Mm-hmm. And you'll notice in, within a few minutes, the sensations and the emotions really change. Nothing is ever constant. So even your anger will fluctuate. It, you will see that sometimes it amplifies sometimes it really changes into something totally different. Like even anger can um, uh, transform into uh, compassion or empathy. Mm. And just by sitting with it and not pushing it away, not um, trying to make it something else and, and breathing through the feeling. So I would definitely recommend Zazen for anyone that's kind of interested in this topic. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And of course, like Reiki as a, as a way of, you know, like if they have the luxury to, to practice or receive a Reiki like twice a month, let's say, is a way of also great release uh, uh, to harmonize, actually, as you said, the word, I'm going to take that word to harmonize the energy. Absolutely. Yeah, that can be a really great place for you to have some space held uh, for you. And um, it can help people to relax and meditate, especially someone that's totally new for meditation. And so since Reiki is an energetic practice, uh, it can be done at a distance. So I work with clients across mm-hmm. the world and um, you don't even have to be on the phone. Although typically I do get on the phone with my clients and uh, I can call in their consciousness and their energy forward and send healing energy to it. I can like also, you know, tell what parts of their body they're holding certain energy and and what parts of their aura needs um, purification or transformation and we can i can share those messages with the clients so um, reiki can also be a really great way to um, process some of these emotions with with someone that's also you know qualified in this area Wonderful. And, and Parita, like for people to contact you, what, what is the best um, a way to, for people to find you and, and sign up? <clears throat> yeah, so my website is the best place for people to mm-hmm. um, get in touch with my work. I have some free meditations there. So if anyone is interested in uh, learning more, about meditation i have a mindfulness meditation and some like cord cutting as well as some chakra healing meditations that people can sign up for for free over there and um, there are links to my instagram and facebook over there Um, 
and it's paridashawhealing.com. And uh, I'd love to get in touch with your listeners over there. Yeah, and I'll make sure to have all the links under the website uh, for, you know, for your website and uh, also for your Instagram for sure. Thank you. So, Kavita, before we go, um, you know, I still have like, before we sign off, have one question. This is like, I throw usually a, a signature question that is related to the podcast. Yeah, ready? <laughs> yeah, ready. <laughs> so what does living in alignment mean to you? Uh, great question. Um, living in alignment for me is about tuning into my needs that are ever-changing. And I feel like every day or in every moment, we are experiencing something new and um, our, our mind, our body is constantly evolving. So it's about tuning into those needs and seeing how, how can I support myself so that I can be of service to other people. Um, and that, that's really the first step mm. of alignment. It's like getting in touch with your truth and what you need. And then um, it becomes a lot easier to take that action and to follow through and to um, support yourself. Wonderful. Parita, like really thank you so much for your healing energy, for your presence today. It's such, so lovely to have you and thank you for joining us. Thank you. Thank you for this wonderful conversation and for all the work that you're doing and supporting women. And I'm excited to hear the rest of this series. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. If you've got something interesting to share, tag us in a post on Instagram or comment below. We'd love to hear about your takeaways. I'd be grateful if you head up to iTunes and give us a rating. Also, who do you know can benefit from today's episode? Pay it forward, share the link. Thanks for listening. This is Rada Khalifi signing off.